This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Set me free of the chains holding me. Is anybody out there hearing me? Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, Proclaim liberty to captives and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Thanks for joining us. Many of you will know who Dennis Prager is. He has a radio show that's on stations all over the country and I'm going to read a quote from a news article that came out from from some things that he said, and it's, During a roundtable discussion about the book of Exodus, Dennis Prager, a prominent conservative talk radio host and self-described religious Jew, said that men want variety. And of viewing pornography as a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. We don't have a claim that if you look at another woman with less... It's as if you've committed adultery with her, said Prager. And he said, I thank God for America's Christians. And Dennis Prager is a Jew, a religious Jew, as he called himself. So he just recognizes the first five books of the Bible. So and then, he, so what he's really saying is that, well, because we don't have the books in Matthew 5, for example, that say if, if a man looks at a woman to lust after him, lust after her, he's committed adultery. Well, this just doesn't matter because it's not in the Torah. And that to me is insane because, okay, even if you don't recognize that, how can you not see the lives that are being destroyed every single day from pornography alone in the church, not to mention adultery? Almost every day there are news articles coming out where somebody, a pastor or a youth minister or some leader is being exposed or even arrested for adultery or porn or, in some cases, in many cases, child pornography, where they got started with porn and then it took them too far. So this is destroying lives, not to mention the traumatic effect that it has on the wife. So on that note, I'm going to introduce my guest today. Marina Mayberry is originally from British Columbia, Canada. She went to high school and college in Southern California before moving to Colorado, where she met and married her husband, Gary, and they've been married for 20 years. Marina, my friend, welcome to the program. Thanks, Mike. So let's get started and have you share your story. Sure. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, My story starts back when my husband and I were dating um, just over 20 years ago. And um, one day we pulled into his garage where he lived, and the first thing I noticed was what was on the walls in the garage, and I was shocked. Um, He had pictures of cars, but next to the cars were women, and they weren't wearing very much at all. And um, I let him know that I was not comfortable with that at all, Um, and 
his attitude was great. I mean, at the time, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I will take those down right away. Um, it's not a problem. Um, and I'm glad that he said that because my first thought was, okay, this is a huge red flag. I don't want to marry this guy. Um, but once he, he, he said that, I thought, you know, okay, I'll give him another chance. Um, and so we didn't date for very long, and we were married within a year. Um, and um, I noticed after um, we got married, we moved into the condominium that I had, and it was right by a swimming pool. And one day I saw him in our guest room, and he was looking out the window um, at the pool, and he was just staring at the women in the bathing suits that were by the pool. Um, and I was shocked. I'm like, what are you doing? And um, he apologized for it. He said he wouldn't do it again. Um, and so I hoped that that was true. Um, but about a month later, I went on the computer, and I pulled up the history on the computer. And I was shocked to see pages and pages of women um, in bathing suits. And so I confronted him on that, and I said, what is this? What are you doing? And he downplayed it and said it wasn't a big deal, but he wouldn't, if it bothered me, he wouldn't do it again. Um, and so, I mean, at this point, I was married, and so I was going to make the best of it. Um, and really nothing happened until we went on our first anniversary getaway. And I decided to take a bath, and I was in the bathtub, and there was a window that looked from the bathroom into the living room. Um, and I was taking a bath, looking out the window, and I saw that my husband was watching um, a video, and he kept rewinding it and replaying it over and over and over again. And it was, um, I don't exactly remember what the picture was, but I know that it was um, a woman that was not appropriately dressed, and he kept watching that over and over again. And I confronted him on it. I think he felt very embarrassed that I caught him, um, and he again apologized and said that he wouldn't do anything like that again. And then I remember one day we went to a Christian concert. Um, it was Mark Schultz. And um, right when I was with my husband, I saw him glaring at another woman's um, butt. And he was just totally checking her out. And I felt really humiliated. I mean, here I, I'm with him and he should be looking at me. And yet he's looking at this other woman. Um and then another thing I noticed was that things started changing as far as in our sexual relationships. So when we first got married, I would say we had sex probably about three times a week. Um, it just gradually became once a week. Then it was, before I knew it, it was once a month. And then over time, it was just on the rare occasion. Um, and I felt like the attempts that we had were unsuccessful. Um, Gary was having difficulty uh, maintaining an erection. Um, and I believe that that correlates, and Mike can maybe speak about this, but I really believe that that kind of correlates with masturbation. And that had been something that um, had been going on. Um, one day I came home early. My husband wasn't expecting me that early. And I walked in on him. Um, he was in the middle of masturbating, and he was in front of a screen, and on the screen, all I remember was a, a pair of boobs on the screen. And I was shocked. I was devastated. And I was angry. Um, and what made it worse was that immediately afterwards, my husband blamed me for it. Mm -hmm. um, he came in the house and he said, 
that the reason he was doing it was because I had gained weight. So I felt even worse. Um, I felt like somehow this was my fault. And um, it wasn't until much later that I found out that really it wasn't my fault. But I took the blame. Um, and because of it, I went on a diet and I lost 25 pounds. Um, I noticed that other men were noticing me. Um, but my husband wasn't. I was, I was shocked that here I lost 25 pounds um, and he still wasn't showing any interest in me sexually. Um, around that time, my husband and I discovered the ministry of Blazing Grace and Gary and I started seeing Mike for counseling. And Mike showed us a picture of a normal brain, a brain on drugs, and a brain on porn. The porn brain looked just like the drug brain. Um, this didn't surprise me because my husband had become very difficult to live with. Um, his behavior was very um, demanding. In fact, I, I, I coined a term, I call it drug addict demanding. Um, and everything with his attitude was, I want it and I want it now. Um, that's how he acted. I, I, I had visions of my head of, of even getting T-shirts printed with, with something like that and him wearing a shirt that says, I want it and I want it yeah. now, or, or a shirt that says, me, myself, and I, um, because it was all of, everything was always about him. Um, about that time, I started meeting with Sandy England uh, of Blazing Grace for Coffee and talking on the phone with her. Um, she was wonderful. She was so supportive. And um, she recommended that I read the book called The Wives' Heart. Um, so I read that, and that's written by Mike. Uh, my husband and I also completed the couple's workbook, which I found was very helpful and very validating. And I learned a lot through those books. Um, my husband also read the book that Mike wrote for the men. And then Mike kept telling my husband that he needed accountability. Um, but my husband didn't follow through with it. Um, he had a couple of different attempts to get together with different people, um, but he just never stuck with it. And he kept on saying things like "I don't that he didn't need that and that he could do this on his own. Um, he was wrong. Every few months, a new incident would occur, and I would find my husband had something inappropriate, usually an inappropriate movie that he had been watching that I discovered. Um, and I felt like I was on an emotional roller coaster. It seemed like things would go better for a little while, but then they would get worse again. And I'd find that my husband had broken trust. Um, my husband finally admitted to me that he was having an, an obsession with women in bathing suits. Um, I found out that it actually went all the way back to when he was in junior high, which I think for me that kind of validated the fact that it really wasn't my fault. This had actually started way before I even met my husband. So when he was in junior high, he babysat for a neighbor. And the father of that family had a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition magazine. Um, that really got Gary's attention. And that's really where this all started. And when he went to college, um, he told me that he had signed up for two different um, pornographic magazine subscriptions. And I found out that he had continued those subscriptions after college and um, even until we were dating and um, I, I had asked him to stop and he had stopped them because um, I knew that that wasn't appropriate and not something I wanted in my marriage. Um, so um, that was about two years ago that we, uh, well, it was about, it, we had been seeing Mike for about two years and um, then one day, it was about a year and a half ago, um, my husband had actually asked me to put an app on his phone. And so 
when I went to go put the app on his phone, I decided to check the history. I honestly did not think I would find anything. I was really thought my husband was um, sober. He was doing what he needed to do. But um, then I just, I was shocked. I found pages and pages and pages of pornography on his phone. And I was completely shocked and devastated. And what made it even worse was that um, it wasn't um, soft porn, as they call it, although I don't think any porn is soft, but um, it was getting to be much more serious. It was much more hardcore, um, really serious um, types of pornography that he was starting to get himself into. And so at this point, I, I believe that my marriage was over. Um, for the first time, I had never mentioned anything. Um, I have two daughters never mentioned anything about what was going on. But at this time, um, one of my daughters was, by this time, she was a young adult. Um, I told her what was going on. I told her her dad had been viewing porn and um, that he wasn't stopping. And I had given him many chances. And I had decided that the marriage was over and um, truly had lost all hope for my marriage. And I started looking for another place to live. I told my husband it was over. Um, he said that he didn't want a divorce, <laughs> uh, and he said that he was willing to do whatever was necessary to save the marriage. Um, I didn't have a lot of hope, but I thought I would give him another chance, and I talked to Mike at this point, and Mike again said that Gary needed accountability. Um, so this time, Gary joined the Blazing Grace men's group that was in our town, um, he got a mentor from that group that he started meeting with on a weekly basis. And we started seeing a marriage counselor that Mike recommended since Mike had moved from Colorado to Arizona by this time. I also joined a Blazing uh, Grace prayer group um, that Mike had recommended um, that I do, and I am still part of that group. Um, Gary, my husband, has continued to be accountable for the last year and a half. Um, he's really growing in the Lord. It's actually been really exciting to see. And his, he's um, beginning to uh, be, his mentor is teaching him how to become a mentor. So he is excited about the possibility of um, him in turn uh, mentoring other men. Um, I would say that we have come a long way um, in the last year and a half. I am actually now starting to lead a Blazing Grace Women's Prayer Group. Um, and I just want to say that I really believe that God has used the ministry of Blazing Grace to save my marriage. I honestly don't think I would still be married today if it wasn't for Mike and Sandy. Um, and because of that, I will say that there is hope for me, and I believe that there's hope for you. And this is not an easy road. I'm going to tell you that. This is really heart-wrenching. Um, but the Bible says that all things are possible with God. Um, and I found that to be true. God is healing my marriage, and he is able to heal um, marriages from pornography and adultery, and he can heal your marriage, too. Wow, thank you. I, I didn't know that about Gary growing, so that's wonderful to hear and that you guys are in a better place. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> We've definitely come a long way. Talk about broken trust, to use those words. Talk about how the lying and the hiding, what it does to a woman. Yeah, I really believe that trust is um, foundational in a marriage. And when um, a husband uses pornography or, or adultery, it's like cracking the foundation 
in the marriage. The trust is broken at the deepest level in the marriage. Um, and it leaves a woman feeling suspicious of her husband. And that's not a good feeling. Um, and it takes, um, when I first met Mike, he said, it's, it's going to take at least five years. And I was like, it's going to take five years to rebuild this trust. And again, that's if nothing happens. Every time something happens, it's like starting at, at square one. You start right back at the beginning, rebuilding trust. Um, and so trust is very fragile. And I, I don't think um, a lot of people realize how important it really is in a marriage um, and how difficult it is to rebuild. But again, with God, you can rebuild that trust. I hear a lot of wives say that the lying and the hiding hurt them more than what the husband was doing. What is your take on that? Hmm. Um, wow. Um, I think it's both. I really do. I mean, actually walking, it, it would be one thing if I, if my husband had told me that he was masturbating, but to actually walk in on him and see him masturbating to another woman, um, that was really devastating. Um, so I, I think it, it, it all, it all, it all ties in together. So, um, uh, my husband would, would look me right in the face and lie to me and say he wasn't, he hadn't been doing anything when he had, because I would ask him, um, you know, are you staying, you know, sober? Is everything, everything going okay? And he would look me right in the eye and lie to my face. So that, that again, I mean, that is devastating to find out that your husband looked you right in the eye and lied right to your face. Um, so that is that that has really hurt my trust in him. <clears throat> what did it do your self esteem when you walked into him, walk in on him, and saw that? Well, I felt like I wasn't good enough, um, good enough for him, the most important person in my life. Um, but I think it just really added fuel to the fire when he blamed me. And when he said it was my fault because I had gained weight. And how do you see that now, that whole issue of it was your fault? Um, I do not feel that way at all. Um, I'm certainly, there's certainly things that I do that contribute to either the success or the failure of my marriage. Um, So I do take responsibility for that. I am willing to take responsibility for my part in a situation, but um, when I found out that this actually started, that the root of all of this went all the way back to when my husband was in junior high and was probably only around 12 years old or 13 years old, 14 years old, um, I think that that, um, I mean, it made me sad for him, but it also made me realize that this really isn't my fault. This this goes all the way back to when he started um um, with the Sports Illustrated swimsuit um, magazine back in when he was in junior high. So it isn't my fault. Amen. Amen. And so you've been involved in a prayer group with other women. Talk about how critical that has been to your own healing and even the healing of your marriage. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, um, just being able to know that these women cared about me and um, were willing to listen to what was going on, were willing to support me, and knew exactly what it felt like. They knew the betrayal. They knew that heart-wrenching hurt. Um, they knew the lack of trust. And so 
to be able to be in a group of women where we really understood each other at that deep level um, has really been healing for me. And then I'm a big believer in prayer, that prayer is the big game changer with everything for Mm -hmm. healing for the wife and God's intervention in the husband's heart to bring him to a place of brokenness. And so what's your take on prayer? (laughs) Well, I'm a big believer. Um, Yeah, prayer has actually been an important part of my marriage as well. Um, My husband and I do pray together every morning. Um, and every night, and um, everybody's, you know, probably heard the saying that the family that prays together stays together, but um, I had heard that Barna had done some research on married couples that pray together that are Christian married couples other than just saying grace over a meal, um, and they found that the divorce rate with couples that pray together was less than 1%. Mm. So... Um, I think it's a very, very important part of my marriage. Um, I have a lot of different friends that I pray with. I started a prayer group um, for my church as well. Wow. Um, and, yeah. and so, um, yeah, I mean, prayer changes things. And so when you're going through all this trauma, I'm going to say, was it what stabilized you? Was it your relationship with the Lord or... What kept you going? Huh. Um, I mean, definitely knowing that with God, there was hope. I think that that, that definitely helped me. Um, and, and knowing that I had support, knowing there was people that I could turn to, like you and Sandy and um, uh, my, my prayer group. Um, it can be very, a very lonely journey in the church um, for women, because it's not something that women really want to talk about with other people at church because um, their husbands don't want other people know, knowing that they're having these kind of problems. And so I think a lot of women are just kind of walking this journey alone. Um, and so to know that I wasn't alone, um, that not only did I have God, but I had other Christians that truly understood what I was going through has made a huge difference. Mm. So at the beginning of this broadcast, I talked about what Dennis Prager had said about porn not being a big deal. What is your take on that? It's a big, fat lie. Yeah, I, I mean, the, that scripture did help me when you were taught, because it was, it was pornography, but I, I didn't think at first that it was adultery, but then I read that scripture in Matthew, and I realized, no, according to God, this is adultery. This is absolutely not okay. And, I mean, even the Jews believe that adultery is not okay. And so um, it's a lie. I think the enemy wants people to believe that it's okay and that everyone's doing it, so it's okay. But that's a big, fat lie. And, it, and what you said was really true, that it, it's destroying marriages left and right. Well, Marina, we got about a minute left. So anything you want to say to our listeners, particularly the wife who may be hurting today? I want to say to you that there is hope. This is not an easy journey. This is, it's devastating to find out that your husband has not been faithful to you. Um, He stood before you. He stood before the pastor. He committed to being faithful to you. You believed him. You thought this was going to be for life. You thought he was going to have eyes for you only. And so I know how hurtful that is 
to find out that your husband has a wandering eye and has been um, unfaithful to you. Um, but I believe that inside that husband of heart, there's a hurting man, and he needs help, and you need help. And this isn't just about him. This is about you, too. You need to heal just as much as he does. But there is hope for both of you. And with God, um, it is it is possible to have hope and healing and for God to put your marriage back together again. And you're leading these this prayer group in person in Colorado Springs, is that correct? Yes. So I'm assuming that other women who might be living in the Springs, if they wanted to contact you, that they could participate? Yes, I would really like that. Yeah. Um, we also have a very active group chat, so we're, we stay in contact um, between our meetings um, through the group chat and um, ask for prayer and um, keep each other posted on what's going on. All right. Well, Marina, this has been wonderful. And my friends, if you want to be, if you're in the Springs and you want to participate in Marina's group, send us an email and we'll put you in touch. And thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Mike. It's been my pleasure. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.